Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Hello and good morning. It is Saturday. We get the grand cam today. We need to get, we, yes, we need to get our life back on track, back on schedule. I need schedule and routine. This is part of it because we normally get Cameron on Saturdays. That is true. Still cold outside. It's very cold. But the road. The roads are better. Yes, they are. All right. Do you want to go ahead and do a question of the day, or do you want to do that later? Uh, I don't have one yet. So I don't have one yet either. Okay, we'll do uh, it later. We probably be guests. We do. Wait for a little while to do that then. Okay. All right. We do have a couple of good stories. Well, a couple of stories. I don't know if they're good. We have a couple of stories that we do want to talk about. Is there anything personal you want to get out of the way first? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You want to talk about breakfast or the movie last night oh, we watched? Okay I, you, or, okay, I thought you were digging for something else. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no. Uh, we do not prepare for this, hardly. No, we don't really prepare. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we had, we went out and had Mexican for dinner, and then we came home and had, watched a view to a kill which is the next movie in the bond movie series that we're watching and then we laid in bed and had popcorn watched the movie and then we stayed up later than we should have messing around on our phones mm-hmm. then we got up later than we were supposed to get mm-hmm. up and here we are it's gonna be rough for me on monday getting up at yeah, three o'clock it'll be different yes yeah, sure. if i can get to sleep that's gonna be the big problem yeah so we'll see. I want to say something real quick about the Bond movie we watched. A, uh, I want to say Room Two, A View. Wait, A View to a Kill. A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore. It's the last one for Roger Moore, yep. and it's the first time that inter actors of my generation that I know of. So you got Christopher Walken, you got Grace Jones, which you know, but you recognize her, uh, and you've got Tanya Roberts. So right. those are all actors like, oh, I know those people. Still it was kind of cool. Still all much older than you, but still, those yeah. are ones that you would have Yeah. You, you start to recognize, yes. Absolutely. Grace Jones, I had to look her up because I was curious. 75 years old. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, anyway, moving on to our topics of the day. Uh, and they are sports-related, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, Sports-related, you're going to call them, but they're sports-related. Yeah, well, hold on. I started off with getting on Twitter, and Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, she um, she's really surprised me lately. She is a, a big proponent, is that the right word? Yep. Of standing up and not using this pronoun nonsense and calling out a man a man and a woman a woman and saying men should not be in women's spaces. I don't care if you are over the age of 18. You should not be. If you want to be a woman and you're fine, but don't get into our spaces. But anyway, she's been a big proponent of that. So I saw one of her posts where she reposted a story of a man pretending to be a woman, won a woman's professional golf tournament, which is a qualifier to get into an L... L- no, L- it's no, it's not? Okay. No, stop right there. It's not a qualifier. All right, well... But go ahead. Well, tell me why. Well, okay. There are golf tours, quote-unquote, that spring up kind of like weeds everywhere. Um, 
you know, somebody gets the idea they want to start a tour that's going to, uh, you know, get you, you know, and what they do is they're creating little tournaments so they can make a little bit of money. Um, they get. Who's they? The person whoever wants to set it up. Okay. Um, like I, you know, I hosted one which was called the Sunbelt Senior Tour, which really it had a purpose. The gentleman who started it, uh, needed or had an idea for the guys who were from 40, to 50, you know, they can't play on the regular tour because they're just getting older and they're not that, not good enough. Uh, they have so a lot of them played on that tour, but just, you know, their abilities are declining, but they can't play on the senior tour because they're not 50. So there's some, he, he gave them a venue where they could put their money up and come play tournaments. So it was beneficial to a lot of those guys to have, you know, to keep their skills going and, and they could, you know, continue on. A lot of these little tours pop up. For the guys who can't make it on to the PGA Tour, who can't make it on to the, uh, what we'll call the next tour down. And then there are several others down there below that, you know, try to hustle money and all that stuff, but they're just not good enough to get that far. There are probably one or two guys that play in these events sectionally that are good enough, you know, but they don't go around touring and playing on all these things. So basically what you've got is you got a group of, six or seven people that go play these tournaments make a little bit of money. But what they're trying to do is hustle the local people. Yeah, come on, play a pro tournament. Come on, play. Which, you know, a lot of the people think they can play that they can't play. They come play in these tournaments. So this little tour that supposedly this this girl won. Man. Man won. Uh, is one of those little things that really is inconsequential to professional golf okay but i swear i could have i swear i read in the article it said it was a qualifier or something like that for the lpga and who who said that no new fake media new york the new york post i swear anyway semantics it has nothing to do with any qualifying whatsoever for the lpga tour okay nothing i swear it said that hold on well it may have all right, here is what the article says. I'm going to read it to you, and I understand now what you're saying. So, the beginning paragraph, a transgender golfer with dreams of making it to the LPGA Tour has won a woman's tournament in Florida, which improved her chances of earning herself a spot in a qualifying tour. So, I understand what you're saying now. Like, like I just used the example, oh, I woke up today. So I have a chance at life. life. Yes, <laughs> so I get it now. All I right. have a chance at a qualifying tour. All right. So anyway, continue on with this. Explain. So, what- so this tour, you know, and it may be out there to help, you know, some some people, you know, improve their games. And, you know, I don't have anything to play in this week, but this will be a good place to go play and compete. Because, you know, a lot of times in golf, you're not competing against the field. You're competing against yourself. And that's what golf's a lot of it's about is you're competing with yourself. So they go out and they can compete and, you know, kind of, kind of bolster their skills just, just by playing, just by putting themselves in tournament situations. And that's very helpful to a lot of them, but this isn't anything that is going to be because, you know, in this tournament, there were what this, this person is 30 something years old. Uh, has no background that I could find as far as golf goes. Um, so she probably didn't play college golf, may have played college golf. 
you know, probably was a not a not a real good men's player in college. Obviously, you know, um, and then uh, you know, the, in this particular tournament, there were twenty five girls playing, women, and or girls. twenty five women playing in it, and apparently, this person has played in many events, and so far. I think career money earning winnings is $5,000. <laughs> what is this person going by the name, this man, Haley somebody? Yeah. Davidson? Haley Davidson. Something like that? Yeah, I think Haley Davidson is what the person's going by. I think I, so, I lost the thing. Yeah, it's all Yeah, right. Haley Davidson. So this little tournament was in Florida. 25 women played in it, and he won it as a man. Yeah, he did. He won it in a playoff against another lady. Against a lady. Okay. A real lady. A real lady. All right. So, you know, people are saying this would end if women would refuse to play in it. And for a while, I disagreed with that. But I am turning. I'm coming around. I'm coming around to that, that if women would just refuse. Because they showed pictures. I've seen picture after picture after picture of these men in these whatever bicycling golf, whatever kind of sports and swimming, and they're winning. And they show the picture afterwards with the trophy ceremony, and the women are right there smiling, you know, looking up at the first place winner, which is a man. And I'm sick of it. I think I think some I think the people are right. If women would refuse to participate in this, it would stop. But that's a lot. Yes, it is. Uh, I, you know, we're going to try to take away all the women's dreams because one, exactly. know, one, one person is doing this. It's up to the tours yes. to say this is not fair. Because, I, I, you know, everybody thinks, well, golf's not an athletic sport. The men can beat the shit out of the women all the time. All the time. There, there's Every day, no matter what sport it is. Physically, in golf, there's just... Yeah, just that they can't play of against course. them. That's just the way it is. So to take this trans person's uh, and throw him on a woman's tour, it's like the the swimmer, you know, athletically and physically, just going to be do- you know can be can be dominant, which just shows that this you know this this person couldn't make it playing against the men, so now. Let me try against the women. Now, that's not to say he doesn't have a mental illness that makes him think he's a woman and he's going to trans, you know, try, try to become a woman, all that stuff. But it doesn't give him the right to play on the women's tour. Thank you. It doesn't do that. All right. That's it. Yeah, Good. So anyway. We're going to move on to another subject. This, I guess, anyway, kind of, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but. I wrote a blog post on my blog at carolremarks.com, which I'm trying to bring back again, my blog. I love my blog. I've been a blogger since the mid-90s, since blogging was invented. And I love my blog. I've always had a blog. I think I'm a better blogger than I am a podcaster. So I'm trying to promote my blog a lot, trying to write on it more. The Victor girls have given me experience that I can more, anyway, whatever. 
the latest blog post I have on there is about Sports Illustrated going under because they couldn't pay the bills. So why couldn't they pay the bills? Oh, why do you think? Because people aren't buying their magazine. And why are they not buying their magazine? Because they went woke. So they put it. You go woke, you go broke. That's right. I mean, and they did. Yeah. And they did. It's kind of like, you know, ESPN, same way. You know, they they were, you know, it was a, a male, I'm sorry, I'll go into this again. It was a male dominated thing where men could go watch sports and people, women could go watch sports. People could go watch sports instead of being preached to about, uh, transgenderism and DEI and acceptance and all this stuff and being, you know, every talk show being about equity and inclusion, which, and this started a long while ago. It yes, did, it, it did. Start last week. Yep. And it, you know, it, it started in Sports Illustrated too. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we, we got, we went to Sports Illustrated to watch the sports and, you know, once a year have a good swimsuit issue. So what? That's what it was. But somebody jumped in there and said, we can't have that. We must have diversity, diversity equity, equity, and inclusivity. And so the, there it went. Bye. See you. The woman who is the editor in chief of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, yeah. her name is MJ Day. She's been the editor in chief of the Swimsuit Edition since 1999, and she's the one responsible for putting a transgender, a male, on the cover, a man who was pretending to be a woman. Now, admittedly, he looked phenomenal as a woman. <laughs> I think if you met him on the street, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. But anyway, she also put chunkier women on the cover. She's put older women on the cover. So what do you think about that? I haven't seen a Sports Illustrated since 19. <laughs> Eighty nine since nineteen ninety eight, something like that. Yes, exactly right. Okay, I haven't. I mean, I that's just the truth. I know. Uh, so that's what I think about that. So, do you think also Sports Illustrated, a magazine, and not just the woke part, but people aren't buying magazines anymore? They get everything online. Do you think that's also part of it? Yeah, you know, because it's kind of like newspapers. You don't see newspapers out there anymore because mm-hmm. everybody can get it online. And I'm sure that's that's part of it, absolutely. But, you know, a lot of it, too, is just them doing themselves in. I think that their probably subscriptions and everything dwindled greatly after a chick with a mm-hmm. was on a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I think it went downhill. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen this on the news? I mean, it's, like I said, as soon as you know, I'm sitting there listening to my favorite ESPN radio programs as I'm driving to work and I, they start preaching to me about wokeism and all this stuff. And this has been many, 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 many years ago. I quit listening to them. Like, no, I'm not listening yeah. to this crap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their demise started long before their demise. Long before. Yeah. You know, so that's when Mike that's and Mike that. left. <laughs> it's yeah, it started, it started really before them because you could tell listening to Mike, that it was growing because Mike was kind of getting phased out. And you're like, there's something wrong here. And you could hear there, there was a little bit of a 
tension growing in there. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, Mike got his own show and Mike stayed at Mike and Mike in the morning. And you could see they were building up Mike and tearing down the other part. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just didn't go well. So yeah. anyway. Anyway, so do you remember any supermodels that you liked on the cover of the swimsuit edition? I'm trying to get to oh, a question yeah, of the day. Absolutely. I was going to say the question of the day was, who was your favorite supermodel on the swimsuit edition? But we could go with something else, too, if you want. That sounds like a great question to me. Right. Do you remember? Yeah. Who? Rachel Hunter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's now, she's just a supermodel. She's not an actress or anything, right? Uh, but she, she married to Rod Stewart, wasn't she? She was. Okay. She may still be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yes, Rachel Hunter was my favorite. All right, so there you go. She's blonde, too. Oh, need to go find a blonde wig. Kind of strawberry blonde. All right, need to go find a strawberry. Now, I didn't think you like strawberry blonde because I have a wig. I like Rachel. Yeah, that's what my favorite one was. I probably should have said nothing. I should have probably said, I don't remember any. No, I'm glad you told me the truth. Where, who, who asked me that question? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Man. <laughs> All right, so that is the question of the day. If you remember having a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, who was your favorite cover? Okay. That's a great question. All right. All right, got to go, y'all. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> Have a great day. Good dogs. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy.